Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. You know, Amanda and I, over the last kind of five or six years, we have been doing some little projects around our home. And every time we do one project, it seems like Amanda has an idea for four or five other projects because that project has opened her eyes to other possibilities. And the problem with that is I'm not a super practical person. I love it when Pastor Paul gets up here or Pastor Luke gets up here and talks about how practical they are and there's a little twinge of jealousy in me because I'm not super practical, but I give it a shot. I've got a great friend of mine. In fact, he's at our Stanmore Bay local at the moment, Kurt. And uh, Kurt lives just up the road from me and Kurt's a builder. And what I love about Kurt is he's accessible. So every time I put my hands to a project, Kurt's phone blows up every five minutes. Whether it's putting a garden bed in and just putting some wood in the ground, that's how unpractical I am. There's like 15 phone calls of how far are the stakes apart and where do I drill the thing? Or we had a carport that was hanging off the side of our house and we ripped that out and then there was some guttering that was wrong and I was talking to Kurt and he's like, well, all you have to do is this. I'm like, mate, I can't prop rivets. and So I'm calling Kurt all the time to get the plan on how to do the project that is in front of me. I thank God for, in fact, if you're looking for a great builder, Kurt Hansen is your man. But, but here's the deal. I had a friend of mine who was doing a bathroom renovation at the same time I was doing a bathroom renovation. And he came to my bathroom renovation and looked at the finished product. And this was what came out of his mouth. He's like, well, why does yours look so much better than mine? And I looked him dead in the eye and I said, mate, that's got nothing to do with me and everything to do with where I'm getting my plans from. And can I encourage you at the beginning of a brand new year, go to the right source to get the plans for what God wants to do in your life this year. Don't just haphazardly walk into a year, say, God, what is it that you wanna do in my life this year? I love Matthew chapter seven, verse 24. It says this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, a pandemic hit, the winds blew, and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, COVID hit. We had some challenging times and the winds blew against the house and it fell with a great crash. No, Jesus here is not talking about building a physical house. Jesus is using the house as an analogy to build a life. And he describes one builder as being foolish. And anyone who thinks that Jesus didn't tell it like it is and was just politically correct and said the right thing at the right time, I encourage you, read your Bible because Jesus told it like it was. He called out those that needed to be called out. He calls out in our lives those things that needs to be challenged. And Jesus here called one builder foolish because he hears words and doesn't put them into practice. But then Jesus describes the other builder as wise. 
And he's using this builder as a model, a, a type as to how we would put into practice the things that God says so that we can build our life. And I wanna get really practical today as we embark on this brand new year. I wanna get really practical as to how do we approach this new, year's, new year in a crazy time we live in. We've never started a year in the middle of what we are in at the moment. Well, last year we kind of did and we thought this year would be different. But how do we start a year in the middle of these crazy times? Because here's the deal. How is our faith activated in the midst of crazy times? Because church is not a Sunday morning, 90 minute, 65 minute service. Faith is a 24-7 thing. So how do we build our lives? Practical Christianity is more than hearing a message. It's putting into practice what we hear. It's practicing what we hear. You know, when we're practicing, we don't get it all perfect. You know what I love about our church? Is you don't have to be perfect. You can come as you are. Anyone is welcome. We're all on a journey. But let's commit this year to practicing Christianity. You know, athletes practice to become better. They practice at their craft. And just because they practice doesn't mean they no longer make a mistake. It means they're practicing to get better day by day. 2022, let's practice to get better day by day. You know, musicians practice to get better. Doctors are practicing medicine. They're practicing. You know, Pastor Paul right now is fighting cancer and we're standing with him and we're believing with him. But you know that right now he is in the midst of using some treatments that weren't available years ago. You know why? Because doctors practiced medicine and we got better and there's options available. Musicians practice and lawyers practice law. And I wanna encourage you, don't just have a faith that is about 65 minutes on a Sunday, have a faith that is 24 seven practicing what Jesus is asking us to do so that we can get better. You know, science has discovered what they're calling habit stacking. It's a process where every time we are put in a position to make a decision, there is a part of our brain, I think it's called the basal ganglia, that, that sets itself to begin to read and understand how we approach certain decisions. And if we approach a certain decision leaning into the things of God, then the basal ganglia then creates a pattern and it's called, again, habit stacking, so that next time we approach the same thing, it tilts, the, it stacks the tilt towards the way that we went last time. God has hardwired you so that our habit is to lean into God's way. And maybe this year we need to create some new habits that lean away from negativity and into the things of God. To lean away from hurt and into the things of God. To lean away from things that would take us away from the purposes of God and lean into faith and what God has. Whatever it is that you're facing, you can lean into the things of God. You know, I've discovered in life that it's not just about my world and what I can do. I've discovered in life that building isn't just about I'm out there on my own and I'm out there on my lonesome and God says, okay, go, go. I gave you life, now go figure this thing out. That, that in reality, for us to build a life, we need a few things in our life. And I've got some friends up here who are gonna help me illustrate this. First of all, I've got B-Rad, who's a great friend of mine and 
B-Rad for this message is gonna represent the architect. The one who has the plan, the one who has the blueprint, the one who has in, in his hand is actually holding a set of plans. I think they're for one of the facilities we have here at Life. And there's an architect that designed that. There's an architect that drew up how big the spans need to be and how much load each wall can take and what material we need to build out of so that we've got the best facilities that we can have. He represents the architect. You know, when it comes to life, you and I aren't the architects of our life. For 2022, we don't have to draw up the plans. There is an architect who has a plan for your life this year and his name is God, his name is Jesus. And if we would lean into him, we can discover the plans that he has for us. Next, Alex, another great friend of mine, is, is a builder. And Alex, why don't you go ahead and put your building apron on here. Alex is going to represent you and I. And, and we are to build our life. You know that if you're a builder watching here, if you're a builder at any of our locals, or maybe you're in your lounge room, you would know that a builder doesn't have the authority to rock up on site and build any way he wants to. A builder just can't build however he feels. A builder has to build according to the plans that the architect has drawn. The success of the builder is based on how well he can work with the architect. The success of the builder is based on how well he can execute the plans of the architect. He can't just rock up and go, well, I just wanna change this and move this. and change. We're gonna end up with a house that is built on sand. But for the builder to get the architect's plans and execute, that's what the builder does. You know, I read a story of a wealthy man in America and he wanted to teach his son a lesson. So he took $400,000 and he said to his son, I want you to build me a home. Obviously, he wasn't from Auckland. Uh, he took $400,000 and said, I want you to build me a home. The son who was the builder thought, man, I can, I can do it for a lot less than $400,000. Then I'm gonna pocket the money. So he went out and he bought the smallest piece of land he could. He used cheap labor. He cut corners. He used cheap materials. He didn't get a code of compliance because that was going to cost money. And at the end of it, he went up to his dad and he handed his dad the keys and said, Dad, here's your home. The dad in that moment said, son, you didn't build a home for me. You built a home for yourself. And today at the beginning of a brand new year, I want all of us to realize that God is not the builder of our life. We build our lives. We're the ones who day to day, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to make decisions that build our lives moving forward. That in these crazy times, we don't try and push, it, push across the table back to God and make His responsibility what He's asked us to carry the responsibility for. And God has called us to build our lives. We are the builders of our lives. God is the architect and we are the builder. God doesn't build my house, I build my house. God is the architect. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you. The architect says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. In the middle of all of your challenges, God has plans to give you a future and a hope. You know that when we cut corners, when we use poor materials, if you like, when we're 
surround ourselves and the loudest voices in our life are negative people or people who, who, who don't align with the values that you have. When you build with that stuff, when you build with that material, we're only shortchanging ourselves because God's plan for my life is compromise. You know, the third person up here is a really good looking kid. This is Judah. Judah is my son. Judah's 11 years old and Judah's grown up in church. In fact, he was pretty much born into church. He's a pastor's kid, he's a church rat. And, and Judah has spent his whole life around people who are striving to get the architect's plan for their life. And he's watched and he's learned and he's not building his own life at the moment. That will come. He's, he's, he's mooching off everyone else. I bought those shoes he's wearing. He doesn't have his own fridge. He uses my fridge. Doesn't have his own house. He uses my house. If he wants something, he ain't got money. He uses my money. You know, in a spiritual sense, that's how kids grow up as well. They start with, man, Jesus is amazing, but they don't know how to access everything Jesus has for them. They need to surround themselves. That's why you gotta get your kids into church. You gotta get your kids into you. You gotta get your kids surrounded with people who are gonna be great influences in their life because Judah at 11 years old is sponging everything around him. But there will come a day. And I was thinking about this as I was driving in. Judah's 11. You know that in the Jewish culture, when a, kid, when a boy is 12, they go through a bar mitzvah, which that's their graduation from boyhood into adulthood. Good news, bro. Your next birthday, you're getting a job. Not really. But that's their transition. Do you know that our job is to give Judah his own tool belt? So that he's empowered to begin to build the life that God's called him to build. build. You know, that as a church, every one of us, whether you've been walking with Jesus for a week or a decade, you've got something to give to someone else. Like if I could, I'm not gonna do this for the sake of time, but if I could take Alex's tool belt and put it on me, you know what our job is as builders? Our job is to find the Judas and go, here's what I've discovered from God. And here's how you can begin to build your own life. And we begin to equip the next generation. We begin to equip. Now, this isn't an age thing. This is that every one of us needs someone who's that little bit further ahead to help us discover what they've discovered from the architect. The ultimate goal is not that we would attach ourselves to another builder. The ultimate goal is that we would discover how do I access the architect for myself to get his plans for my life? So over a period of time, what should happen? Stand up, bro. Stand up, Alex. Over a period of time... Dude, you need to learn to build. Over a period of time, what the goal of any builder is, is to take the apprentice and teach them how to access the architect for themselves. You know that every one of us has the ability to influence someone's journey. Every one of us has the ability to both access the architect for the plans that he has for my life, but also help someone else discover that the architect has amazing plans for their life. You know what I would say to the apprentice? I'd say to the apprentice that God loves you and God is for you. 
I'd say to the apprentice, man, why are you thinking like that? Because I learned from the architect that my life will go towards the most predominant thought. So if I focus on the wrong things, I'm not gonna build according to his plan. Why, why would you think like that? You know what I'd say to this guy is be wise with your money. And, and when we do this, you're not up here giving orders just in case I've got a sergeant or a general out there. You're just doing life with them and you are taking what the architect has given you and you are sharing it with them. And, and you know, I'd say to the, to the apprentices, I'd say, hey, God wants us all to be friendly, but choose your friends really wisely. Who are the voices that are in your world? Who are the, you know, social media and YouTube, it's all a crazy thing because we give people a microphone and a voice into our life who don't know the architect that we know, who aren't necessarily building to the pattern that we're building. And all of a sudden we go to YouTube and we go to Facebook and we go to Instagram and we go to social media to get the plans for our life. Church, can I encourage you this year? Go to the architect. Discover what the architect has for you because God has a plan for your life. I wanna talk to us in the last moments that we have about three words that I pray resonate with you as you think about a brand new year. Three words that as you sit down and Maybe you're a goal writer, maybe you're not a goal writer. Maybe you just think about what you want the year to look like. As you think about the upcoming year, I pray that you think about them through the filter of these three words. And the first word is plan. I've got to discover God's plan for my life. I've got to discover how He wants me to approach this year. Again, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and plans to give you a hope. You know, one of the hardest things as a leader and as someone who is entrusted to lead parts of our church, you know, one of the hardest things in a pandemic is to plan. Because every plan we've come up with has been thwart. In fact, I was at a wedding yesterday. Tom and Maddie Fletcher, their wedding, it was the third time I've married them in 10 weeks. Because every time they came up with a plan for a wedding, we had to change it because something happened. Can I encourage you that in the midst of the unknown, God's plans for you are still good. God's plans for you are still real. God's plans will outlast today's challenges. Discover God's plan for your life. Sat at this wedding yesterday. Again, third time I've married them in 10 weeks. In 25 years of ministry, I've never married the same couple three times in 10 weeks. But I sat there yesterday and I looked at this young couple, young 20s. And I thought, man, if it wasn't for God, they would have found it a lot harder to navigate this season. And at their reception, the person they thanked the most was the architect. God, we didn't know how to get through, but if we lent into you. Do you know that that's not about a young couple trying to plan a wedding. That's about every follower of Jesus. Whatever it is that you're facing, God has a plan for you. Whatever it is that you're facing, you, you might not have had this plan, but God has a plan for your tomorrow. You might be in the deepest, darkest valley. Look to the architect. Say, God, what are you doing in this? And I'm gonna get on board with that. So this year, as you think about a brand new year, plan, discover God's plan for your life. Here's, here's my 22 commitment. My 2022 commitment. I will seek out His plans. 
for me. I won't give a microphone to the wrong person to speak loud into my life. I want God's plans for my life as I navigate this next season. So number one, plan. Number two, build. A decision to surrender and build my life on His plans. Don't don't just hear about God's plans. Yeah, I know God's got a future and I know God's got a hope and I know God's good. And then Monday through Friday, fill your head with other voices where you're so confused and spinning and don't know what's going on and how do I get through the discover, make a decision to surrender and build my life on his plans. I love what 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 says. It says this, by the grace God has given to me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care For no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver and costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and fire will test the quality of each person's work. Here's a question. Are we building today with eternity in mind? Are we building today with a commitment to build stuff that will matter in two, three, four, five, ten, the next generation years? Or are we consumed with the challenges around us? Friend, the Bible says here, build like a wise master builder. Because wood, hay and stubble, it's all gonna be burned up. But gold will remain. Do you know what building with gold looks like? It means building with a focus on others because that'll last. Building with a focus on kingdom purpose because that'll last. Building with a focus that my friends and my family and my neighbourhood would discover the same Jesus that I've discovered. Friend, I wanna prophesy this year that our church will see more people make decisions for Christ than any other year before. Why? Because we are gonna be wise master builders and we're gonna say, God, what's your blueprint for me to influence my neighbourhood and my friends and my family? Because I wanna build like a wise master builder. Yeah, but Scott, the fire is hot. COVID is real. I get it. I'm with you. I'm in the same deal. But here's what I know about gold is that gold shines brighter in the midst of a fire. The gold shines more in the midst of a fire. Wood, hay and stubble, all that stuff doesn't matter. But the gold that God wants you to build and the gold that God wants you to focus on will shine in the fire. It won't be taken out by the fire. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego went through the fire and the only thing that was burned were the ropes holding them back. Church, this year I'm declaring that in 2022, the gold will shine. Your faith will shine. Your hope will shine. Your light will shine. Build. Not your plan, but the architect's plan. Here's my 2022 commitment. I will make room. Excuse me. I will actively build my life on His plans. Not my own plans. Not the plan that someone else 
but I will actively build my life on His plans. So as you think about a brand new year, plan, access the architect's plans. Build, surrender your life. Surrender my life and build it according to His plans. Thirdly, multiply. Let's show others how to discover God's plan for their life. You know, there are hundreds of people in your world whose life would be changed if they discovered the architect's plans for their marriage, for their internal world, for their relational world, for their career. Don't let COVID put us in a holding pattern of, well, I'm just gonna hunker down and wait this out. No, no, God's got something for you to invest into someone else. Discover God's, help someone else discover the architect's plan for their life. First Corinthians 11.1, 1, the Apostle Paul says, follow my example as I follow Christ. Now this week, just Tuesday night, Amanda and I had the opportunity to sit down with a young couple who were getting married very shortly. And we got to tell them about some of the foundations that we've built our 23-year marriage on, which is a long time for some and not a long time for others. But over 23 years, we've learned a thing or two on how we do marriage and what works for us. And it's not just go and pray and be with Jesus, it's Hey, here's how you do conflict. Here's how you have a disagreement that doesn't fracture your relationship, but builds it stronger. Here's what we've learned. Here's what we've discovered from the architect. Here's how the architect has shown us how to build a strong marriage. And church, I've got to be honest with you, with the with the background that I've got, there were a few times during our marriage whether I thought I could ever get there, whether, whether the foundation that I saw would be strong enough. But here's what I did. I found other builders who were building their life and their marriage. Pastor Paul and Marie, Pastor Steve and Sharon Kelly, Bill and Gator Handshake. We got around them and we asked them questions and we said, what have you discovered from the architect? And every time I get to sit down with a young couple, and help them discover the plans that the architect has from them. Almost every time I have a moment of emotion because I realise that the only way this guy could help someone else was to be an apprentice to a builder and ultimately discover the architect's plan himself. Here's my 2022 commitment that I will make room to teach others how to discover God's plan for their life. Friend, this year, plan. Discover the architect's plan for your life. Yeah, but I didn't know how to deal with the results of COVID and maybe the impact on my business or the impact on my relationships or the, friend, go to the architect. Don't give voices to 
other people who don't follow the same architect you follow, but go to the architect. Once you've got those plans, actively build them. It's hard. Because we're changing habits, we're changing mindsets, we're changing things. It's hard. But every day, surrender and actively build according to His plan. Not my default, not my habit, not my shortcomings, not what someone else, but His plan. I'm gonna actively build His plan. It means saying sorry a bit more often. It means changing some thought patterns. It means maybe involving someone else in your world and getting other voices, but actively build towards a don't have some ethereal, yeah, well, Sundays will do it. No, Sundays are great and Sundays are necessary and Sundays are a huge part of what we do. And I love every Sunday, but let's take Sunday and outwork it Monday through Saturday. So we are building according to the plan of the architect. And thirdly, let's find someone else that we can help them discover that God has a plan for them. Here's my whole message in a nutshell. And I hope that the Holy Spirit reminds you to the point of annoyance this week that you are called this year to plan, to build, and to multiply. To plan, to build, and to multiply. To plan. COVID doesn't hold the plan. The government doesn't hold the plan. Announcements at 4 p.m. don't hold the plan. God holds the plan. And let's build and let's multiply. I don't know how you've started this brand new year. But I want to remind you, here's God's word over your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, declares the architect. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Friend, I wonder today, are you connected to the architect? Do you have a relationship with the God who designed your life? With the God who's got plans to take you into a great future? Are you connected to the God who before the, the Bible says that before you were even born had a plan for every single day? You don't have to go into this year with the pressure of I got to figure it all out and I got to work it all out and it's all on me. No, no, no. It's all on us to discover and lean into the God who loves you and the God who cares for you and the God who's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you don't know God for yourself, I would love to pray with you and I'd love to pray for you. That on the 16th of January, 2022, you would be introduced to the architect of your life, to the one who created you, to the one who loves you, to the one who is for you, to the one who wants to do life with you, not just hear a message, but Monday through Sunday, 24-7, to lead you into the future that He has for you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, church online, wherever you are in the world.
Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.